FM. Kanye West has had an association with Adidas since 2015. Yep. Since he brought out the Yeezy Boost 750. I mean, who didn't have a pair of those <laughs> back, in, back in 2015? Uh, now, they have cut ties because he has made some pretty inappropriate comments uh, mm. recently, Kanye, and they've said the comments are harmful and dangerous and they won't tolerate hate speech. So they've severed their contract with him. In the official statement, they said, we're severing our partnership with Ye. And then in brackets, they write, as Mr. West is now known. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Very formal. It just made me laugh. But get a look. But I, when this initially happened, this partnership in 2015, I must admit, I thought to myself, why would Adidas team up with Kanye West? Mm. Don't you want to try Roger Federer or Usain yes. Bolt? Mm. Maybe Serena Williams, an athlete of any sort, LeBron James, Ronaldo, David Beckham. Daniel Ricciardo, even. Someone with a sporting pedigree of some yeah. note. Indeed. But get a load of this. They've been generating $2 billion in annual sales. Wow. Of his shoes. That is extraordinary. And he just does the shoes, doesn't he? He doesn't have like a t-shirt range or anything. Mm. It's just, it's <laughs> just the shoes. <laughs> $2 billion. It's crazy. Every year. And Adidas say this is going to cost them $400 million Australian dollars. And he... Is going to lose his billionaire status, oh, which he no. won't be happy about. Wow. He's currently worth $2 billion, but $1.5 billion of that is attributable to the Adidas deal. Good on I mean, I'm just loving hearing you say Adidas in the weird way that you do over and over again. Adi- Good well, on them. Say it? Adidas. 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 Yeah, Adidas here as well, mate. And the, <laughs> look, the thing is, <laughs> you think about a shoe, right? How much do you reckon yeah. a shoe would actually cost to make? And they're probably made in Southeast Asia somewhere, uh, 20 bucks, 30 oh. Maybe. How much does a pair of Yeez cost? Would you say? So we're we're up to six hundred bucks for a pair of his. Trainers. Well, I mean, even the best shoe, the, the markup there would have to be astronomical. I'm, I've never made a shoe, you know, so I'm I hope guessing. people don't resell them now and profit they from will his, him being cancelled. That will one hundred percent happen. Mm. I mean, have you ever worn a Yeezy foam runner? Oh, they are comfortable. Are they I'm really? Just, I'm just. What about rocking. the Yeezy power phase? Put a pair of them on. <laughs> you never go back. Mate, he's going through a very interesting power phase right now. <laughs> he, he really is. But imagine, I mean, and good on Adidas for taking a stand here. Because could you imagine the conversation in Adidas? Right. This is beyond the power. We can't put up with this any longer. We have to end the deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. What's he said? Oh, yeah, that's outrageous. Mm. How much? What's our sales each year with him? $2 billion. Mm. Are we sure? <laughs> Let's just let him go another month. 100% on this? Everyone deserves a ninth chance. <laughs> That funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Dex Fitz. All right, what do these names have in common? We'll start with John Farnham, uh, Tom Brady, and then adding to that list, Serena Williams. Oh, oh I know. What you're talking about. Well, as soon as you say John Farnham, everyone goes, come back to it. Come back to it. Come back. Yes, Tom Brady. Well, it cost Tom Brady's marriage. Yeah. To Giselle and uh, Serena Williams, are you telling us she's yeah. making a comeback? So people who retire and then just maybe it's a bit of spotlight deprivation syndrome or they've never done anything else. Serena famously quit, said the US Open was to be her last and then apparently has left the door open hmm. for a comeback. She's only 24. Is she only 24? She's only 24. Oh, she's you're been around joking. forever. Yeah. Hang on. No, nah, that can't Serena be Serena right. Williams is no. like no, no, 40 no, no. years old. She's hang on. 42. Oh, oh hang on. Oh. Morse has had a shocker. Stop. Stop what are you the music. doing? All right. Okay. She's... <laughs> what she's are you right. doing? She's 
won 24 Grand Slams. Mm. Oh, oh, you goose. I read it as a 24-time Grand Slam win, and I thought I read it as a 24-year-old. Wow. Hey, okay, she debuted, right? In 1998 or 99, which would have made her about one at her first tournament. Right. Do you know what, though? Isn't that a, a great a snapshot of how if you hear something in the media, you just instantly believe it? Did when you, you told me, I was like, 24? she's 24? Oh. And had you not corrected yourself, the first thing I would have done to my wife when I seen her today was go, do you know Serena Williams is only 24? Morse told me. Must be true. Would look like okay. a proper... Egg. Yeah, all right. Apologies for that. Retraction. <laughs> Retraction <laughs> alert. Does this, Beck, does this all of a sudden undermine the credibility of everything else you're about to say? And, hey, you've been lying about your own age for your whole life. You might as well lie about hers too. 46. Whatever. 2005, South Australian Journalist of the Year. They're going to revoke that now after they heard that. All right, I'm moving on Good now. cheeky way to drop that in yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> 2005 was a long time ago that I was a good journalist, let's be honest. I've won lots of awards. Just, just the one. I was nominated for a Walkley too. But anyway. Sorry. Did, who, did you, who brought that yeah. up? Who's reading my Maybe wiki? Maybe you used to go to the Logies as well. You like chatting about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, really, I'm on the slide. Okay, a woman <laughs> has revealed she bought what she thought was a normal rice cooker. She paid $35 for okay. it. Rice cookers are pretty um, cheap if you go to Kmart. You can get them for about that. Yep. When it mm. arrived, it came in a tiny box. She had bought a dollhouse-sized oh, no. rice cooker. It was one-twelfth of the size, but the photo online looked oh, exactly no. like Did that all of a sudden explain why it was so cheap? <laughs> oh, do you remember when I bought that chainsaw? Do you remember that chainsaw I bought? Oh, man. Yeah, oh, I wanted to be manly and own a chainsaw, and I bought it, and, and when I unpacked it, it was like 80% box, and the chainsaw would be, it wouldn't be a foot long. It wouldn't be a foot long, and I was just so embarrassed. <laughs> About the size of your chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. It's what you do with it, darling. I don't know. <laughs> Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. I've been meaning to ask you guys this question for some time. You know when you're on your computer or your, your laptop, you're plugging away with doing something and whatever, and, and, and there's an error, and then something comes up on the screen, says this is a problem, mm. and then you kind of get through it, and then it says... Would you like to report this problem? Ah, oh, yeah, nah, too busy. Yeah, you, yeah. Lemo? <laughs> no, never, not once. Why don't you? Because I don't think it's going to change uh, anything. I just don't. I don't, don't want to make a fuss. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're oh. just tiny cogs in a big wheel of Apple. Because sometimes when there's a problem, I get really mad. Like my yeah. computer's not worked, and mm. then it's like there is a problem that's not my problem. Mm. Someone should be held accountable. But I always think. I don't want to get someone in trouble. Don't you reckon? Like, if you report that, I don't want to get someone in trouble. But I feel like if you've got a problem and the problem's now been fixed, Mm. then it's time for me to move on. Mm. And anything beyond that is extra work. And guess guess who I don't work for? Apple. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not doing any extra work. And look, there's not much that Control-Alt-Delete can't fix. No, no. But then that begs the question, though, if none of us... Report the problem. Who's reporting? Has anyone ever reported, reported the, problem? the problem? And what happens uh, if you do? Like, do you have to like fill in a full report? Do you have to speak uh, to someone? I bet you do. It's like you know when you go somewhere and they say, "Oh, can you fill out a review?" I had one recently. A guy, oh, yes, fixed something for us at home, and he was and he was great. Service was really good. Right? Oh, he came to your house. He came to the house, and then we get a thing that says, "Can you review the mm. guy's work?" I said, do you, do you give him a mark out of 10. And I said, absolutely. I give him nine out of 10, right? Oh, gosh. And then I go send, and then it rolls into another page that has 10 questions about right. his service. Yeah. And I'm like, can't be bothered. No. 
That's too much work. I want a prize. I want an incentive. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like a hundred dollars if you fill this survey out. You <laughs> might win a hundred dollars. Yes. Okay. Now I'm now I'm giving you ten minutes of my day. Can I ask two questions? If you have ever reported the problem, mm. thirteen ten sixty. I want to know what happens when you do that. Mm. But what about the people in the report? A problem department. <laughs> yeah. Because if none of us are reporting the problems, then they don't have any problems. They don't have any work. To yeah. us, they're problems. To them, it's a career. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they've got a problem that they need to report. It's yeah. a massive problem. Imagine if your problem was that you had no problems. Oh, yeah, wow. that's a big problem. I've never been that person. <laughs> that's a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. This morning we interviewed Craig David before the show. We pre-recorded it. We chatted to him via Zoom. Mm. And he is a big star and he just looks cool. He was in his home studio mm. and we had a great chat with him. <laughs> but Rebecca Morse's uh, forehand or a one wood or an absolute strength, however you want to put it, <laughs> is getting awkward in interviews like this. And it got very awkward when Beck asked this. I mean, that's not a bad week at the office, is it? <laughs> It, it's funny when you're 16, the the, the kind of weeks that you're. you're like making love to you was really age. awkward. Now I've got a red. <laughs> no, no, but it's like. I said now, Beck was talking about the song Seven Days there. So let's have a listen to the song Seven Days to see exactly what Beck was referencing mm. to Craig Davis. Week, I probably just didn't need to say to him, "Make you were making lo- like, no, like no one speaks like that." The shocking thing was, he said he wrote that song when he was sixteen. <laughs> sixteen, <laughs> like I've got like a fourteen-year-old. Like imagine that. Imagine when he's writing that song when he's sixteen, and his dad's like, "Craig, what are you doing in there? I'm writing song lyrics, Dad. Now you're not open the door." <laughs> Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. We currently have some power issues at our house, meaning that we don't have hot water oh, at the moment. Oh, that's the worst. Which is the worst. And I've had people saying to me, I oh, just have a cold shower no. in the morning. I have tried to do that the last two mornings. Yeah. As I've stood just outside the shower stream and I've kind of dipped my hair in <laughs> and then washed my hair and then dipped my head back under. And it's it's horrific. Some people There's swear by the cold shower, though, don't they? Oh, people bang on about it. No. So I want to ask the question this morning on mm-hmm. thirteen ten sixty. Yeah. Is there genuinely anyone out there who has a cold shower in the morning? Thirteen ten sixty. You mean I like dead cold, no hot water at all? N- no hot water. No. Flat out cold shower. I've tried the last two mornings and it's been impossible. What about start with it, then go yeah, warm? Yeah, some people reckon. Or go warm, then finish with cold. Would yeah. you take that? Some people reckon you've got to go like one minute of cold right at the end to do something to your body or something. Mm. I'm happy to take variations on that. Okay. But I'll tell you what I've been having to deal with the last two mornings. Cold at the start, cold in the middle, cold at the end. Nah. Mm. How's Kel coping? Because it's the washing the hair for me. Like it's okay if you just kind of quickly get in and lather up. But <laughs> if know. I have to wash my hair... You know, Kel did last night, so she's boiled the kettle twice, oh. poured it into a bucket, yes. and then she stood in the shower with a flannel and, t- oh. and wow. sort of given herself a wipe down. That's no way to live. <laughs> That's hot, man. That's real hot. <laughs> it is no like way to live. something out of Anne of Green Gables. Mm. Should we have a wipe down together? <laughs> Shari in Aldinga. Do you do Hello. it? 
No, I don't do it, but my partner actually does. Right, every day? Every day, yep. It's a very strange thing um, that I've had to get used to, but um, he used to work on cattle stations up in the Northern Territory, so being in a rural area. Do you know, Shari, it's funny you should mention that. The only time I really love it is if I've done a day's work at the farm where you've been like hot and dusty all day to go straight cold water and f- and pretend you're under a waterfall. That feels really good. Mm. All right, we've got one there then. Amy in Ovingham, do you do the cold shower? Yes, I do. I do it every time I have a shower, every day. I What I do is I wash myself in warm water and then after, the, after I finish having a shower, then I turn all the hot water off and I stand under the cold water for about five minutes. Five minutes? Woo! Yeah. Even in During winter? The, yeah, even in winter because when you have the water up high, like during winter you don't want the exhaust fan on because it's going to release all the heat from the mm. room. Mm. So you turn, all the hot, you turn the hot water off and then you stand on the, sh- the cold shower for about five minutes and when you get out, after you've dried yourself off, then you can put the fan on and you're not going to be sweating. As soon as you dry yourself off. So, you you know when you when you dry yourself and you you dry yourself completely and because yeah, of all the yeah. heat and everything, you're like, I've just dried myself. Why am I still wet? Mm. It's because you're sweating because your it's, body's trying to bring itself back down. Uh, it's because yeah, you're yeah. sweating. Yeah, right. Okay. Thank you, Amy. Wow. She puts a lot of work into yeah, the shower. Sophie really from that. Ha- Happy Valley. Sophie, do you like uh, cold showers, mate? I absolutely love them. Um, I started doing them because when I got COVID, I it somehow flared up arthritis in my feet, oh. and my GP, I know it was a good good fun all round, mm. and um, my GP said, "Oh, why don't you give like hot and cold showers a crack?" Because it was like in like coming into winter, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll give it a go." And um, now I do like a full cold shower. Like if I've done the hot cold, hot cold, hot cold, mm. then I have like a full cold shower, and I just turn it to cold and I used to do it back in high school when I did rowing as well because mm. your muscles were so sore from like rowing camps and stuff as well. There you go. And, and Sophie, do you feel the benefits? Are you feeling healthier, happier? I feel so good. Like honestly, it's it's real it's really helped. So Give it a crack. Mm. You might really like it. Yeah, you've got nothing to lose. That's for sure. That's exactly right. I just right. hate it how it takes your breath away. You know, if you, Maybe that's if you part of it, go into the ocean or something and you go, <gasps> and yeah. you just feel yeah. like you can hyperventilate. But it, uh, I mean, when you go for a swim now, it's cold. It does feel good afterwards, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does feel say. It's refreshing. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, final word to Ellen Campbelltown. Do you do this? Yes, I do. I do it every morning. <sighs> and do you feel good? Do you enjoy it, Elle? I do, I do. Look, I have to admit, I can't step into a freezing cold shower. Mm. So I have it on just warm. Um, turn yeah. my back so that the water is on my back because you have to understand that's where all your nerve endings are. Oh. So then I turn the water straight onto cold and I just, that's it. It stays on cold and I wash and do whatever I have to do and that's it. Come mm. out feeling fresh, mm. clean, energised. There you go. I'll tell you one part of my body that wouldn't be a massive fan of the cold shower idea. Mm. Hey, uh, we spoke Thank to you, Craig Elle. David this morning, and it's always good to get a celebrity's take on this. Uh, Craig David, do you like a cold shower? Hey, mate, off topic slightly today uh, on the show, we're talking about cold showers. You have a cold shower, warm shower, and what's the go? How do you go about it? Um, I'd say it starts off as being a, a hot shower, but I'll always finish it with a cold shower. It's very kind of like one of the sort of uh, Hoffman sort of style where you just get, you get that, you're ready for the, for the day when you have that cold shower. 
Right. I don't know if it's unpopular opinion, but that's definitely the so one you, for me. Yeah, no, hey, you shower however you want to shower. That's, so you <laughs> like ah, to finish the cold rush. <laughs> so, so the cold rush is the one you need, you know, especially if you've got a, a big day ahead. You don't get out there too lethargic. Appreciate you, my man. He was just having a bit of a flirt with you. Like, what? <laughs> I think he was. Hey, well, get him back on the line. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. This is Breaking News. All right, we have uh, Sophie on the line from Plimpton and Lisa from Manapara West. Good luck, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Ooh, okay, so your names are your buzzers. Uh, song lyrics written, uh, not written, but read out by Beck. <laughs> I didn't write these lyrics, and you'll yeah, know why I'm voice. distancing myself when you hear these. Good luck. Here we go. Okay. This just in. I met this girl on Monday, took her for a drink on Tuesday. Lisa, uh, Lisa yes. <laughs> Um, Usher. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Not Usher. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you need yeah. any more, free, Sophie? Free shot for Sophie. Oh, I do know this song. I just can't think of the name. Don't make oh, me say God. the next line. We were making love by Wednesday. By Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. um, Craig and then David? Was, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Craig David? Yep. Do you know what the song's called? Or was, um... Because uh, it goes through all the days of the week, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah week, weekdays. Uh, week. <laughs> How many days in a week? How many days in a week? How many days in a week? Seven days. Yeah. You're all right, well done. Wow. Go on, you Sophie. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God, thank uh, you. <laughs> Sophie, if you get this one, you win. Lisa, you need this to stay in the game. Okay. This just in. Oh, 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 go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, short skirts. Lisa. Lisa, yes. yes. Lisa. Um, should I find men I feel like a woman? Ah! Okay. It all comes down to this. If one of you gets the question right, you win. If you get it wrong, the other person wins. Good luck. This just in. I'm spinning around. Kylie Minogue spinning around. Well done. Who is that? Who was that? Who was that? Sophie. Sophie. Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Meme of the day. Deserves a far better intro than that. Uh, Here's your meme of the day for today, folks. Remember when teachers used to say, you won't have a calculator everywhere you go? Well, we showed them. Yeah, good one. And then we finish with... Meme of the day. Who needs to know what an isosceles triangle is? I ask you. Google's got that good. You don't even really need to go to school now. So all those kids are getting dropped off right now. You're wasting your time. It's all the answers are on your phone. It's a good point. You don't need to know anything anymore. You don't. Stop. The learning stops today. <laughs> no, you need to know where to put an apostrophe. Sure. You can Google it. No. no where do I put no, the apostrophe? Apostrophes are so important. Otherwise, the, it's anarchy. Mm. If you don't know your its and your theirs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but just Google what anarchy means. <laughs> yeah. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Now, I know you guys have been saying to me for weeks, Lemo, what's the latest in the chess world? Yes. What's going on? Because uh, I guess I'm kind of the sports guy you on the show. definitely the guys... sports correspondent. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, you guys oh, always it's, have. It's rarely a day we see you without a, a pawn walking around the office. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, so I can give you an update today. Hans Neiman, who I know mm. you've been banging on about for ages, Cos, and yep. Beck, you're a bit of a fan as well. He's the 19-year-old prodigy in the world of chess, the wow. American kid who is uh, fresh on the scene. Allegations of cheating oh, around sh- Hans sh- Neiman sh- are growing all the time. Uh, and chess.com, the website, says there are over 100 examples mm. of him cheating. And it's so bad that at a tournament on the weekend, get a load of what happened at a tournament on the weekend. He was playing a game and the guy he was, now you've got to put this into context of a chess tournament. The most exciting thing to ever happen at a chess tournament is someone sneezed once back in the early 80s. Wow. Oh, but the Queen's Gambit made it look real sexy. It did make it look sexy. That is true. <laughs> well, the guy Hans Neiman was playing lent across the board mid-game, mm. grabbed his king off the board, snapped its head off, and then put it back. He did not. He did. Why? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Why? Why? Because he doesn't like the guy. And then Hans Neiman said, do you want to take it out of the car park and have a punch on <laughs> mate? Wow. Imagine if you this took him out un- to the car park and you got him out to the car park just as you're about to fight, you organise one of your castles to come and knock him over. <laughs> or you, you get out to the car park and you've each got 11 friends there and they mm. line up. <laughs> <laughs> Queen hey, one, so D3. I don't know. <laughs> trying to remember. That's, that's actually battleships, but still. <laughs> <laughs> All great fights. Hey, close enough for me, Beck. Good stuff. But Hans Neiman, let me remind you how he first became famous. He beat Magnus Carlsen, the world champion, the greatest chess player ever, uh-huh. in the third round of a tournament. And then Magnus Carlsen accused him of cheating. But everyone was like, well, how did he cheat? He just sat at the That's game right, the whole yeah. time. He was there with you the whole time. Mm. This is the one he accused him of cheating by having anal beads. <laughs> what? That was a true story. And he what? said the anal beads were receiving wireless signals oh! telling him. <laughs> What? Wow. It's a tr- this is a true story. What? This is absolutely blown up in the chess world, right? So he was getting wireless signals telling him where to move pieces for, through up these his... anal beads. Now, you're probably wondering, how did he get caught? Well, he had a massive smile on his face, and that was very unusual <laughs> in chess games for that to happen. So this is... So now, you know when a magician says... Enters, a, a walks on stage and says, look, nothing up my sleeve. Mm. Well, now when the chess players walk into a tournament, they've got to say, look, nothing, nothing up there. Um, so this guy, Hans Neiman, is, no. No. He's, it's a true story. He is suing Magnus Carlsen and Chess.com for $100 million. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to know more about the anal bead story, just tune into the court case because they will go through it. In excruciating detail. If you are a first-time uh, listener, uh, good morning <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> Get that Adelaide feeling. With Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. Bex You guys seen the movie? I probably should ask you, Limo, because you haven't seen any movies. White Chicks. I feel like it might be in your wheelhouse. I haven't seen it, no. Uh, yes, with the Wayans brothers, yeah, I believe. Yeah, and they, yes. uh, they dress up as like white female uh, women. Yeah. women. <laughs> the name nearly suggests that. Yeah. White female so... women. Right? Mm. Yeah. I'm having a bad day today. Um, my kids love this show. Yeah. They would have watched it. I'm not even exaggerating 20 times. They can wow. quote it. They just yeah. find it ridiculously hilarious. Uh, well, Marlon Wayans has revealed that he basically slept, or he and his brother Sean slept for two hours a night for the 65 days when they shot it because to go into the transformation to the 
white chicks would take seven hours in makeup. Oh. And then that then they'd work fourteen hours a day and then they'd sleep for oh. a couple of hours. You'd ha- almost just have to sleep in the white chick yes. makeup. You completely transform yourself. Yeah, two hours a night of sleep. See, I, I've had not enough sleep to actually string my words together. Anyway, that's dedication to the cause. Good movie. You mm-hmm. should see it. How long would your makeup take to do back in the channel 10 days? Uh... An hour for hair and makeup, all up. Ooh. Yeah, that's not that long. I don't know. We're just going, ooh, because we don't know whether yeah, that is long or short. Is, the listeners yeah. can judge like themselves. Long... Well, no, the actual makeup long. took 20 minutes to half an hour, but then the, and then the hair took half an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was it, it was tedious to have that done every day. And now I just look like I was, I'm dragged backwards out of a bush when I come in here in a the morning. A bush? Oh. A George bush? <laughs> oh, come on. No. no I forwards don't. out of a bush. Thank, <laughs> oh, thank you. You say the sweetest things. <laughs> Face I down. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we reported uh, that Brad Moran, who played for the Adelaide Crows, sold his software company called Citrus Ad last year for mm. $205 million. He'd only had the company or formed it for four years and he made $200 wow. million. That's Not a good bad. Day. I'm so jealous of those people who just have an idea and then know how to develop it. You can also be happy for them. <laughs> happy well and a little bit envious. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. uh, Export Adelaide star Donald Dickey has just made $40 million selling his NDIS business. Oh. He played 55 games for Port Adelaide in the late 90s. I don't remember Dickey. Do he, you? He, uh... Yeah, he. I think he came runner up in a best and fairest yeah, one year. He, he was quite a good footballer. Mm. Yeah. In fact, some might even say a bit of a cult figure down there at Port Adelaide for mm-hmm. a short period of yeah. time. And now he's a rich cult figure. Uh, he is indeed. Mm. He certainly has earned more money now than he did playing at Port. Mm. Yeah. Um, Isn't that back good? then, oh, good on him. Forty million bucks. Yeah. What was the business? What did he do? Um, it's an NDIS uh, business, a, a, a plan management provider for cool. the NDIS. So oh. between Dickie and Moran, that's uh, they could always buy the AFL. And, uh, and isn't there a guy who used to play for the Western Bulldogs that had some sort of delivery system started with alcohol delivery? Mm, I'm listening. And he sold that business for, I think, $200 million. Wow. But it was the software to do with the tracking of the deliveries. Mm. Imagine that. They're all software. How, yeah. do, you, how do you be good sporting-wise and then uh, smart as well? Uh, I'm going to start, I'm gonna start getting into IT, I reckon. Mm. No, there's another one. There's another one. He played AFL, I think, also for the Western Bulldogs. He was swimwear, and he's worth about $200 million as well. Swimwear. Bikinis. Bikinis. There you go. Tri- I think it's triangle swimwear. I know triangle. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was an yes. AFL football. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there you go. I had some there triangle bathers. They were made out of like a scuba material. There you go. I, had some, I put some money in his pocket. Get that funny feeling in the morning. Bet Cozzy and Limo for breakfast. All three of us in this studio have got kids, and all three of us take the kids to the movies fairly often. And uh, yeah. it's something we go along, take the kids to the movies, jump in the car, popcorn and drinks. We don't really think about it too much. Uh, but for some families, going to the movies is something that they cannot do with their kids for a variety of reasons. Um, I first heard about this probably about mm, three and a half years ago when I spoke to a mum, and she was talking to me about the movies, and she said, oh, I'd love to take my kids to the movies, but uh, my son's got behavioural issues, and we went once. It was a nightmare, and he'll never, we'll never be able to take him again. Mm-hmm. And that broke my heart, because the kid was like five or six. I thought mm-hmm. he's going to go and never see a movie again. Uh, that is why three years ago we did this, and it was so much fun. We're doing it again now. COVID's cleared up. Uh, we're putting on a movie screening for any kids that otherwise might not be able to sit through a movie. Because basically, I believe that all South Australian kids should get to be able to create childhood memories. Now, 
these could be kids with behavior issues, autism, disabilities. Mm. Some kids might just not be able to sit still. There's a ton of different reasons why some kids can never be able to go to the movies mm. without being judged by other people about yeah. their behavior or whatever's going on. And we want to put on a movie where we don't care what the kids do. Mm. It's all for them. So the movie we're going to go and see is DC League of Super Pets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't matter. Like if your child you know, gets up and runs down the front, does handstands, we don't care. If your kid yells out during the movie, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Kid wants to throw popcorn, no worries. That's fine. We're going to clean up after. We we don't care about anybody's behavior or what you do uh, on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, all parents will be understanding in the room. So mm-hmm. uh, we want it to be the most oh, yeah. in- inclusive movie day ever. Yeah. And how's this? We're able to take 550 people. Oh, wow. What's Cinema oh. is it going to be at? Uh, it's uh, the one on Kingston Road, the Regal Theatre, and we're going to go see DC League of Super Pets. So um, if you are listening right now and you go, oh, my gosh, that's my family, that mm-hmm. we can't go to the movies normally for whatever reason, um, call us now, 131060. Uh, we've got five family passes to give away now. And uh, for everyone else, just register on the South Aussie Recosy Facebook page, and uh, we're taking registrations, and we'll, we'll get back to you. Johnny has called in from Woodville West. Uh, do you relate to this? Yeah, thanks, Chief. I really do. My um, five-year-old son has autism. Mm. So like, we took him to see, I think it was Toy Story 4 a while ago, and the lady just got upset, and, yeah, we just had to leave. Aww. He's not a naughty kid or anything, but he just he gets really excited. So something's funny. He will laugh, at, you know, as loud as he possibly can. Yeah. But for anyone else in there trying to watch it, it's just, yeah. Oh, well, Johnny, we'd love to have you guys along to this very special screening, mate. And on the day, mate, he can laugh as loud as he wants. He can go down the front and do handstands. We don't care, mate. It's all good. Do you reckon he'd even laugh at Cozzy's jokes? Well, hopefully. (laughs) Sit him up the front, Johnny, if you wouldn't mind. (laughs) And Kelly's on the line from Salisbury. Kelly, would you like to come along? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. And how have your movie experiences been in the past? Uh, My son has um, level three autism. He's just also been diagnosed with um, an intellectual disability, which we sort of knew, but we... We went to the cinemas at Semaphore to see Spirit, his favourite movie. He will sit at home and watch it perfectly fine. But as soon as those lights went down in the cinemas and it was quite loud, um, yeah, he was just up and down and in the aisles and talking and asking questions Mm. and yelling out and everyone was just looking and it was just too much, so we had to leave. Yeah, Kelly, we did the same thing three years ago and we went and saw a movie and it was so good because exactly what you're describing then was happening at the same time with about, you know, 20 different kids and because all the parents were in the same boat, Everyone was super understanding. It was the the nicest thing ever, and kids had a ball. I think the problem is, is, and I've also been asked this question, is oh, he doesn't look like he has autism, mm. which was pretty hurtful mm. because they don't have a look. They don't have a problem with the way they look. It's all, you know, to do with the brain, and it's sad because parents look upon you like you're a bad parent when they're just being themselves. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kel. Uh, like you sound like a great, great parent, Kelly, and this sounds like a perfect night for you yeah. guys. Back, Cozy and Levo. SAFM.